Good evening, everyone. To open our meeting tonight, Lil, will you please announce the first hymn? Hymn number 412. <laughs> o dreamer, leave thy dreams for joyful waking. O captive, rise and sing, for thou art free. The Christ is here, all dreams of error breaking, unloosing bonds of all captivity. He comes to bless us, bless thee on his wings of healing, to banish pain and wipe all tears away. He comes anew to humble hearts revealing the mounting footsteps of the upward way. Hymn number 412.
If you would like to follow along with the readings tonight, please go to our website, and on the home page, you will see the link to the live broadcast. Click on that, and then look for the place that says, click here for the text of the Wednesday readings. And the theme for tonight is Destroying the Works of the Devil. And the readings will now be given by Amanda from Missouri. The Bible. Psalms. Unto thee lift I up mine eyes, O thou that dwellest in the heavens. Open thou mine eyes, that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law. My soul cleaveth unto the dust. Quicken thou me according to thy word. Depart from me, ye evildoers, for I will keep the commandments of my God. Order my steps in thy word, and let not any iniquity have dominion over me. Deliver me from the oppression of man, so will I keep thy precepts. I have longed for thy salvation, O Lord, and thy law is my delight. Deuteronomy now therefore hearken, unto thee it was showed, that thou mightest know that the Lord, he is God. There is none else beside him. Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice, that he might instruct thee. Know therefore this day, and consider it in thine heart, that the Lord, he is God in heaven above, and upon the earth beneath. There is none else. Isaiah Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. Now therefore what have I here, saith the Lord, that my people is taken away for naught? They that rule over them make them to howl, saith the Lord, and my name continually, every day, is blasphemed. Therefore my people shall know my name. Therefore they shall know in that day that I am he that doth speak. Behold, it is I. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of him that bringeth good tidings, that publisheth peace, that bringeth good tidings of good, that publisheth salvation that saith unto Zion, Thy God reigneth. Luke And Jesus, being full of the Holy Ghost, returned from Jordan, and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, being forty days tempted of the devil. And the devil, taking him up into an high mountain, showed unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, All this power will I give thee, and the glory of them, for that is delivered unto me, and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore wilt worship me, all shall be thine. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him only shalt thou serve. 
And it came to pass afterwards that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. And certain women, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. And they arrived at the country of the Gadarenes, which is over against Galilee. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had deviled long time and wear no clothes, neither abode in any house but in the tombs. And Jesus asked him, saying, What is thy name? And he said, Legion, because many devils were entered into him. And they besought him that he would not command them to go out into the deep. And there was there and heard of many swine feeding on the mountain. And they besought him that he would suffer them to enter into them. And he suffered them. Then went the devils out of the man and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the lake and were choked. When they that fed them saw what was done, they fled and went and told it in the city and in the country. Then they went out to see what was done and came to Jesus and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed and in his right mind. After these things, the Lord appointed other seventy also, and sent them two and two before his face into every city and place, whither he himself would come. Therefore said he unto them, Heal the sick that are therein, and say unto them, The kingdom of God is come nigh unto you. And the seventy returned again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give unto you power to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. Notwithstanding in this, rejoice not that the spirits are subject unto you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. 1 John and 1 Corinthians For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil, in demonstration of the Spirit and of power, that your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. James Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. I will now read correlative passages from Science and Health with Key to the Scriptures and Prose Works, all by Mary Baker Eddy. There is no power apart from God. Omnipotence has all power, and to acknowledge any other power is to dishonor God. 
the humble Nazarene overthrew the supposition that sin, sickness, and death have power. He proved them powerless. He came teaching and showing men how to destroy sin, sickness, and death. The only civil sentence which he had for error was get thee behind me, Satan. Classify sickness and error as our master did when he spoke of the sick whom Satan hath bound and find a sovereign antidote for error in the life-giving power of truth acting on human belief, a power which opens the prison doors to such as are bound and sets the captive free physically and morally. The notion that both evil and good are real is a delusion of material sense, which science annihilates. Evil is nothing, no thing, mind nor power. As manifested by mankind, it stands for a lie, nothing claiming to be something. For lust, dishonesty, selfishness, envy, hypocrisy, slander, hate, theft, Adultery, murder, dementia, insanity, inanity, devil, hell, with all the etceteras that word includes. Devil, evil, a lie, error, neither corporeality nor mind, the opposite of truth, a belief in sin, sickness, and death animal magnetism or hypnotism, the lust of the flesh, which says, I am life and intelligence in matter. And he was casting out a devil, and it was dumb. And it came to pass when the devil was gone out, the dumb spake. Luke 11, verse 14. It could not have been a person that our great master cast out of another person. Therefore, the devil herein referred to was an impersonal evil, or whatever worketh ill. In this case, it was the evil of dumbness, an error of material sense, cast out by the spiritual truth of being, namely, that speech belongs to mind instead of matter, and the wrong power, or the lost sense, must yield to the right sense, and exist in mind. In Mark, ninth chapter and 38th verse, it reads, Master, we saw one casting out devils in thy name. Here is an assertion indicating the existence of more than one devil, and by omitting the first letter, the name of his satanic majesty is found to be evils, apparent wrong traits that Christ, truth, casts out. It is of infinite importance to man's spiritual progress and to his demonstration of truth in casting out error, sickness, sin, disease, and death in all their forms, that the terms and nature of deity and devil be understood. An apostle says that the Son of God, Christ, came to destroy the works of the devil. We should follow our divine exemplar and seek the destruction of all evil works, error, and disease included. 
It must also be remembered that neither an evil claim nor an evil person is real, hence is neither to be feared nor honored. Evil is not something to fear and flee before, or that becomes more real when it is grappled with. Evil let alone grows more real, aggressive, and enlarges its claims, but met with science, it can and will be mastered by science. How can you believe there is no sin, and that God does not recognize any, when he sent his Son to save from sin, and the Bible is addressed to sinners? How can you believe there is no sickness, when Jesus came healing the sick? To regard sin, disease, and death with less deference and only as the woeful unrealities of being is the only way to destroy them. Christian science is proving this by healing cases of disease and sin after all other means have failed. The Nazarene prophet could make the unreality of both apparent in a moment. As mortals, we need to discern the claims of evil and to fight these claims, not as realities, but as illusions. In the science of good, evil loses all place, person, and power. There was never a moment in which evil was real. This great fact concerning all error brings with it another and more glorious truth, that good is supreme. As there is none beside him, and he is all good, there can be no evil. Simply uttering this great thought is not enough. We must live it until God becomes the all and only of our being. Jesus' definition of devil, evil, explains evil. It shows that evil is both liar and lie, a delusion and illusion. Therefore, we should neither believe the lie, nor believe that it hath embodiment or power. In other words, we should not believe that a lie, nothing, can be something, but deny it and prove its falsity. After this manner, our master cast out evil, healed the sick, and saved sinners. Brethren, let us continue to denounce evil as the elusive claim that God is not supreme and continue to fight it until it disappears, but not as one that beateth the mist, but lifteth his head above it and putteth his foot upon a lie. Always have on armor and resist the foe within and without. Christian scientists cannot watch too sedulously or bar their doors too closely, or pray to God too fervently for deliverance from the claims of evil. Thus doing, scientists will silence evil suggestions, uncover their methods, and stop their hidden influence upon the lives of mortals. Rest assured that God in his wisdom will test all mankind on all questions. And then, if found faithful, he will deliver us from temptation and show us the powerlessness of evil, even its utter nothingness. Resist evil, error of every sort, and it will flee from you.
We will now have a moment of silent prayer and then follow by repeating together the Lord's Prayer. Please announce the next hymn. Hymn number 200. O daughter of Zion, awake from thy sadness. Awake, for thy foes shall oppose thee no more, shall oppress thee no more. And bright o'er thy hills dawns the day star of gladness. Arise, for the night of thy sorrow is o'er. Hymn number 200.
Good evening and welcome to the Plainfield Christian Science Church Independent. This is our Wednesday evening testimony meeting for Wednesday, August 23rd, 2023. Everyone is welcome here. At all of our meetings and services, we read from the King James Version of the Bible and from the writings of Mary Baker Reddy. We have a wonderful outreach from our church, much of which is from our various websites, and many of those are in other foreign languages. And as a result, God's healing and inspired word is reaching hearts across the globe. And indeed, people from all over the world have found our church, found one or more of our websites, and has found God's healing, saving word. And we're most thankful for each and every one of you who have done so. I would like to encourage everyone to browse through our website. Uh, I think it's amazing how much material we are offering on our websites. There is a lot there, and it's all healing and inspired. And it all comes free of charge. And it comes with the love of this church. And of course, it's there for each and every one of you for your reading, your studying, listening. And I can't say enough good things about our website, but I would like to uh, encourage everyone to browse through them. And I'd like to point out something on our English website on the carousel on the home page. No, it's actually on the home page. There's an, a place there called Noteworthy News. There, there's some really some amazing stuff there on Noteworthy News. And there was a couple of items that have been posted recently. Very good, so check them out. I think they're just awesome. <clears throat> Join us every Sunday we start Sundays here at 10 o'clock in the morning with our roundtable discussion. We follow that with our church service at 11 o'clock. We also offer a Sunday school for children, which meets every Sunday at 11 a.m. And we have a teleconference feature for the Sunday school. It's dedicated exclusively for the Sunday school. And what that means is some of the students attend by telephone, especially those that don't live in the area. What this also means is that your child also can attend our Sunday school by telephone, regardless of where you live. So call up the church. We'll give you the number for the Sunday school. And our teachers there would be most happy to welcome your child. <clears throat> I will now read from the Church Manual by Mary Baker Reddy, the section entitled Testimonials. Glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's, St. Paul. Testimony in regard to the healing of the sick is highly important. More than a mere rehearsal of blessings, it scales the pinnacle of praise and illustrates the demonstration of Christ, who healeth all thy diseases. 
This testimony, however, shall not include a description of symptoms or of suffering, though the generic name of the disease may be indicated. Now, for everyone that gives a testimony tonight, we kindly ask that you keep it within four minutes. This will give everybody else the opportunity to share their offering tonight. And for those who run the teleconference, when you're ready to give a testimony, please press the star button twice on your telephone. But also remember that when you do so, we're gonna be able to hear you as well as any other sounds that your telephone picks up. So please be in a quiet place. And I will call on each of you one at a time by name. And our meeting tonight is now open for sharing testimonies of healing through Christian science. Jeremy. I'm very grateful tonight for this church and for all I have learned here about Christian science. It has been such a blessing to learn that God has a place and purpose for all of his children and that all good things flow from him to each of us abundantly and constantly, provided we look to him for everything and don't get caught up in the drama and fear of the world. Before coming here, my life was all drama and fear. Christian science, however, as taught here, and along with practitioner support, has completely changed that. And I know that this truth and peace that it brings is for all people everywhere. I am so grateful that our God is love, and grateful to be a part of this mission to bring Christian science to the world. Thank you. And now I have a testimony from Imogen in Australia. Good evening. I am very grateful to our loving Father Mother God, who is so patient, kind and loving. Before coming to Plainfield, I had spent many years studying science and health with Key to the Scriptures by Mary Baker Eddy. Unfortunately, I had also leaned far too much on a wonderful holy practitioner here in Australia. This had led me to times when, with no physical healing needed, I would lapse into a frankly lazy approach to Christian science, a lapse that is so very wrong. This lapsing into laziness I have not and will not ever repeat. I had the rebuke of a lifetime during the period before I found Dearest Plainford Independent. I shall never forget how ill-prepared I was. I had to throw myself totally on God's mercy for my life. I studied day and night our textbook and our hymn book. I had left a mighty gap in my understanding because I had not been striving with vigilance to know God in Christian science. I had not been grateful enough, not by a long shot. It is sometimes said very untruthfully and unfairly that Mary Baker Eddy could be too stern or too rigid in her healing practice. This is simply not the truth. Mrs. Eddy writes, quote, The mission of Christian science now, as in the time of its earlier demonstration, is not primarily one of physical healing. Now, as then, signs and wonders are wrought in the metaphysical healing of physical disease 
but these signs are only to demonstrate its divine origin, to attest the reality of the higher mission of the Christ power to take away the sins of the world. End quote. Since finding Dearest Plainfield Independent, I have joyfully welcomed the advanced learning and practice of Christian science that is taught here, including corrections lovingly given by my practitioner. Our daily duties are not rigid. They are the way. Our commitment and work for God is not overbearing. It is the saving and healing grace whose all power is taking away the sins of the world. I am very grateful to God for giving me a second chance to be a diligent student and worker in Christian science at Plainfield. Our holy practitioners here are precious, Christly beings who spend their time and effort praying for the world, praying for the hungry hearts, giving prayer to feed his sheep. What sublime love it takes for someone to do this. It is a task that many humans will not thank you for, but it is the most sublime thing anyone could ever do for their fellow man, to pray, to help someone, to be closer to God. Christian science is God's sublime gift to the world, from the holy mission of Christ Jesus to the holy mission of Mary Baker Eddy and beyond, that we may see what God has already done. Thank you to our Lord God, Christ Jesus, Mary Baker Eddy, our early workers, and our holy practitioners at Plainfield Independent, and so much love to you all. And now we have a testimony from Izzy in England. Good evening. I wanted to express my gratitude for something that just happened just the other day. As some of you know, I have a few sheep, and I'm on a couple of sheep keeping groups on social media. They can be helpful, but the more I think about it, the more I realise just how many of the posts are about animal diseases, and I very quickly scroll past them. But a week or two ago, I saw a post about pneumonia, because apparently there's loads around. I immediately felt myself recoil, because the last thing I wanted in my consciousness was the thought of pneumonia for my animals, or for any animals. I knew that I needed to handle this, but I've been in um, a bit of a weird place recently. I've had a couple of claims that I don't seem to have got quite on top of and I've been getting myself, letting myself get a bit preoccupied with other things. So I didn't really handle it. I kind of felt I wasn't sure how to and I didn't really spend any time working out how to. So the other morning I turned up to check my sheep and I found one of them, the sweetest, cutest little teddy bear called Samuel, um, behaving very strangely. I immediately gave him a hug and, and rubbed his back. And I told him that he was God's perfect child and that he could only reflect perfection because he was an expression of the divine. I didn't have my phone or anything with me, so I walked back home, <clears throat> not feeling 100% confident that I would handle this correctly. And I really didn't know whether to call the vet or not. So all the way home, I prayed to know that he couldn't possibly have any sort of sickness. As I walked through the village, I saw a farmer that I know, 
and perhaps against my better judgment, I asked him if he recognised the symptoms and he looked really doubtful and he said, oh, it sounds like pneumonia. Fill it up with drugs and hope for the best. My thought immediately went back to the post I'd seen and I could have kicked myself for not being more proactive about this. I felt that I really needed to call the vet. The farmer had looked really doubtful and I felt that I couldn't risk not calling. So I basically asked God to sort the situation. I called the vets. They were all out on calls, but the receptionist promised one would call me as soon as possible. So as I waited for the call back, I got to work. I opened Science and Health and immediately I came to exactly what I needed to read on page 260, where Mrs. Eddy talks about distrust of one's ability can actually hold us back. And that is exactly what I'd been feeling. So I immediately turned to God and I recognised that it is he who does the healing. And actually, I don't have any ability without him. I also tried looking at pneumonia in my concordance to see if Mrs. Eddy had specifically mentioned it. It wasn't there, but the word pneuma was. And um, that means wind and also spirit. How amazing. It helped me see the absolute nothingness of this claim. I worked on this for almost an hour before the vet called me back and she said she would meet me at the field in 30 minutes. So as I walked up to the gate, I really wasn't sure how Samuel would be. I have to say that I wasn't expecting to see anything different, really. But then I saw him and he was completely back to normal. <laughs> I almost called the vet to cancel the appointment, but then she arrived. She confirmed he was well with a normal temperature and her other checks. It did turn out really good because then we had a good chat about the rest of my flock and my plans for grazing and so on. I did explain to her about me seeing the post about pneumonia and being annoyed at myself for allowing it into my consciousness. And she surprised me by saying, oh, you're annoyed at yourself for manifesting that condition. And it was the start of almost a spiritual conversation, except she then went on to list about a dozen diseases that she said sheep were prone to. So that took the edge of it. I was and still am so grateful for this outcome. It, it really meant such a lot. It was so incredibly meaningful and I felt that it really helped me move forwards in being able to see the nothingness of a claim, of any claim. And it was just so good to see Samuel well again. I was so grateful to God and to Jesus and to Mrs. Eddie and to all at the Plainfield Church Independent for allowing me to grow in this way. Thank you and good night. Thank you. Mara from Mississippi, go ahead. I'm very happy to be a part of this meeting tonight. I'm so grateful for this church and all the resources we have and how we can learn from each other. I'm so thankful for the forum that is emailed to us. What Lenny wrote this week describing David's life in the Bible was very helpful to me. She explained that often we forge ahead with what we think we want and use Christian science to help make that happen instead of asking and trusting God for his plan. When I initially found the Plainfield Christian Science Church, on the internet and began listening to Wednesday evening testimonies, I was very surprised to hear many testimonies where people would describe circumstances where they would pray and ask God for answers to simple everyday decisions, like 
um, which route you should take to get to work or um, where a lost item was. But this helped me understand and realize what my practitioner meant, um, how science is a way of life. I have been learning the importance of putting God first and to listen to God. I find when I do this, everything in my life goes better. Problems, big or small, um, choices, big or small, should all be governed by God. The more we know this and live this, the better our lives will be. I am working on learning my spiritual sense, learning who I really am. I'm so thankful to my practitioner and all the Plainfield workers for helping me learn about Christian science and what our true purpose in life is. And thank you uh, to Amanda for the readings tonight. Thank you. Shardell. Good evening. A few weeks ago, on a Wednesday, I started to feel ill. I started to pray and declare to myself that this was not from God, and as his spiritual child, I was indeed safe to stand up for myself and others. I really like that part where we are praying for others as well as ourselves, that we are now complete, whole, and satisfied. Everything went away, and we had a lovely service. Later, in bed, the same symptoms started to return, and at first I was troubled. No, I thought, I can't fall out of harmony of God's love and go back and forth. This truth is for everyone. Be firm. I don't know exactly what I listened to on our website, but I fell asleep and woke up feeling fine. In the Unity Watch last night, it states, every one of us, quote, the man of God's creating, the reflection and expression of his love. God has blessed each one, holds each one in his love. How beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. Sandy from North Carolina. Go ahead. Yes, good evening. I want to share my testimony tonight. Uh, one of the previous testifiers, I think, from New Zealand or Australia, just mentioned how important all these holy practitioners. And um, I guess it was the right thought that I want to express tonight. I think last Sunday or last Wednesday, I don't want to um, say what happened to me. I have been um, going through something, uh, very difficult things. And um, I know it's the Christ. I know the Miss Mary Baker Eddy work so hard to insult the practitioners and it's important uh, I didn't know what to do 
was one day suicidal. That um that that is a strong uh, este testimony of the sinister. I just stay with him of the points of Meribekeri. At the moment of darkness, very dark here in North Carolina. Because I'm innocent. It is too much. I just doubt. I don't know. I, I don't know it was me. But my my fingers got into the number of the practitioner. I couldn't talk. I was paralyzed. That voice, you know? And when call me immediately, the ray of the Christ, the angels of the present, the work with the practitioners. One day I'll be able to write with an honorable and with a sense of morality and correctness how the independence told me or find this wonderful practitioner and the love that she has, the holiness. She called immediately. I didn't respond. And I couldn't write this. And I put, Shepherd showed me how to go. And I smoking in my face. And the sunshine. I normally think about the practitioners of the independence. And I pray for them because they, they are holy. Because they pray for the whole world. We don't know what person going at that moment. But the truth is the, with the crisis is life. And I'm so grateful for all the articles and all the stuff is helping a lot of my friends because I don't have the answers. But I'm grateful for practitioners because they dedicate. This is very holy. It's a tremendous sacrifice to bless us. And I'm grateful for the teaching of Miss Mary Baker Eddy, an American woman with a illumined thought. They have blessing all the world. And for those independent Christian scientists, practitioners, I mean, that call at the minute, I just, my life has been spared. And like the previous testifiers say, and I'm going to close with that, I have a second opportunity. The Father is giving me a second opportunity of life, or smile, and not worry what the world say about me. Just worry what the divine mind think of me. I'm so grateful for me. Bless her and let the good Lord continue blessing all the members of you sure are there in New Jersey. And thank you for your reading tonight. Bye-bye. Thank you. Linda. Thank you very much for the readings this evening and the beautiful hymns. I'd like to express my gratitude for learning how to live Christian science every day, practically, 
and the effects that come from living this science of the Christ, both in our lives and blessing our world. A few, about a week or so ago, I saw there was a very dark spot on my arm. Several months ago in that area, I had also been healed really quickly of uh, symptoms of poison ivy. And I thought, you know, now what's this about? And then the spot seemed to be getting bigger and darker. And I thought, well, you know, how Ms. Zetti says no disease is more real than another. And that lie that was a few months ago calling itself poison ivy is no more real than this whatever dark spot it was. And I had felt such a sense of peace about it. And then I, just about a week ago, was washing my arm, and it, it's completely clear. And uh, I'm so grateful to be uh, here to learn how to pray correctly uh, because this I was not able to demonstrate science this way in under the old model of Boston. So I'm very grateful to be part of this mission, grateful for our loving God and Mary Baker Eddy's teachings and this church. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Gary. Thank you, Amanda, for those fine readings on resisting the devil and making sure it flees from you. Um, I am so grateful for what I am learning about Christian science and for what it is doing for me. Um, one of the things that I uh, have been doing and love to do is to record um, articles and readings, uh, writings of Mary Baker Eddy. Uh, and uh, it, it has been a great blessing for me to be able to do so. Um, a few weeks ago, uh, there was one afternoon where I was not feeling well, um, couldn't really eat much. Um, but I was scheduled to record something from our textbook that evening. And I thought, at first I thought, I'm not sure I'm up for it. But then I thought, no, I'm not. How can I let anything keep me from doing what God has for me to do? And then I remembered one of my wife's favorite quotations from the article Fidelity in Miscellaneous Writings, um, where Mrs. Eddy writes, too soon we cannot turn from disease in the body to find disease in the mortal mind and its cure in working for God. And I thought, that's it. If I want to be free of this, I have to work for God. It's that simple. So I uh, sucked it up and I walked over to where I was going to record and I recorded from our textbook and it was incredibly healing. But what I read healed me on the spot. When I was finished, there was no symptoms of the uh, of what I had been feeling earlier, and uh, they never returned. So I'm so grateful for Christian Science, for Mary Baker Eddy, and for the opportunities that we have in our church to work for God. Not only in our church, but in our places of business, in our families, uh, everywhere. 
we have God's work to do. And if we recognize that, God takes care of us. And for that, I am very grateful. Thank you all for your testimonies, and it's great to be here with you tonight. Thank you. Yeah, this is Bruce, and I wanted to say that I'm very thankful for the watching point that's being featured on our website this week. It talks about it's easy we can start out and acknowledge how good God is, how unlimited is he is in his blessings and his capacities, and of course, so it is. But then it goes on to say, but make sure you don't limit yourself in regard to being the expression and reflection of that unlimited goodness. And I took that to mean that it's one thing to admire God and how wonderful he is, and that is a good and important place to start. But let's not just leave it in the admiration stage. Let's take it one step further and put it into the action stage where God can move us accordingly to do his will. And we're willing to take action instead of just sitting back and admiring God, how wonderful he is, and does, just stops there. I had an experience a couple years ago that was just like this. And I was, what happened was I was helping a friend of mine who was doing some construction work and he needed some help to uh, deal with the inspectors that come in and, and inspect his work. <clears throat> and I was certainly very happy to do so. And uh, when the guy came, he started out by being very aggressive and threatening and it was amazingly unpleasant. I could hardly believe it. But I knew one of my favorite sayings that I always say is that God has an answer here. I may not know what the answer is, but God knows what it is, and he does have an answer. So with that, I just felt that God was just buttoning up my mouth and says, don't react adversely to this. All is under control. And uh, I am still here with you and with everyone. And while this guy was ranting on, I was just thinking in the back of my mind, this man that came here is God's man. And his purpose for existing is to reflect him, God, goodness. And even though he was carrying on and carrying on, I knew that he would do the right thing, I would do the right thing, we're going to both do the right thing because that's what we both want. Nobody wants to be in an adversarial position. We all want to follow God, all of us. And what happened was that, you know, he gave us a list of things we needed to fix, and he came back the second time after they were fixed, and he was still... Uh, carrying on, but I just let him do what he had to do because knowing, after all, God was going to be in control here. He is in control. And when it was all over, he gave us a pass for the inspection and walked away. So here again, you know, God is amazingly good and he can do tremendously wonderful things and we can do our part too to reflect him to the best of our ability as far as we see the light. 
and I'm very grateful for how this outcome came. Very grateful for our watching point on the website this week, because I think it's like Christian Science uh, Basics 102, 101. God is great, and we can be his servant, and we most certainly can. Mishaila from Canada, go ahead. Good evening, everyone. Thank you very much, Amanda, for the readings tonight. I find they are very important, and um, I, I just love them. I'm also very thankful for all the testimonies given today. Um, many are about them saying how to apply Christian science in our daily lives. And I'm grateful for all that everyone does here to contribute and to keep that mission alive and lively. And there's everything works together for good for those who love God. I'm so thankful for Bruce for reading The Healer from by David Keaston. And I often listen to, to the chapters, to those recordings. And lately I, I, I listened to a testimony where Mrs. Eddie recommended to someone who didn't get a healing to read Christian science in one month. Then, a few weeks ago, Imogen was giving testimonies about that she is attempting to read pages in the Bible and in Science and Health each day. And I was for a while thinking, maybe it's time to read again Science and Health from cover to cover. And then I started with all those inspirations from all of you. I started to read several pages in Science and Health each day. And one afternoon, I felt very tired and I felt like I need to go and sleep for half an hour. But then I said, no, maybe I should just read some of the pages. And I did. And it was invigorating. I didn't need to sleep. I could go on and do my daily work after that, after reading a few pages. This might be a small thing, but who is faithful about small things or a few things will be said about more. So thank you all for inspiring me to do better on Believe more in God and trust more and be more faithful. Thank you very much and have a blessed night. Thank you. Lenny or Tony from North Carolina, go ahead. Thank you. Um, I just wanted to quickly express my deep gratitude for Christian science, um, for Mrs. Eddy's clear discovery of the science of Christ's healing and saving life. And I'm especially grateful for the clearer understanding that I have gained of this science. 
since I found independent Christian science, this church and um, the practitioners and the teaching I've had here, uh, I'm I'm constantly amazed at all all the previous training that I had in Christian science, which included class instruction from um, someone who was considered one of the the best teachers of his time. Um, And yet there was so little instruction at that point in terms of handling animal magnetism you know, what we call those devilish thoughts that come to us in a, a variety of ways, but kind of most insidiously, they come as our own thoughts, a sense of negative, negativity. And I was uh, I was thinking about that um, from the readings tonight, because today when I was driving into town, I was actually taking my stuff into the, the coffee shop because our internet was out again. And all of a sudden, I was just hit with a barrage of really negative thoughts. Um, thoughts about some situations and people that are kind of currently in my experience um, and just all these negative outcomes and and just kind of dark musings just kind of came almost like a bully, just like a really aggressive bully. And I I began to feel like I was being backed in a corner. But, you know, thanks to how we've been taught in this church, my dander got up pretty quickly, and I just said, I literally yelled out, no, in the car, really loudly. I was just like, this is, I am not having any of this. These are not my thoughts. They do not come from God. They can't channel through me. They can't channel through anyone in my home. Um, and I just I just started going on the offensive um, and, and just insisting that I wasn't going to mentally put up with this, and I wasn't going to accept it into my consciousness. Um, and pretty quickly, those, you know, it's talk about standing porter, those, that heavy negative feeling just vanished like a, like a light going out. And as it turns out, I when I was at the coffee shop today, it was um, quite lovely. In fact, there was this really sweet little Bible, um, like a little Bible coffee clutch going on. And they were actually talking about the, some of the things we had uh, covered about uh, David and Solomon in our recent Bible study. So it was, it was a really lovely experience and everybody there was wonderful. And it was just, it ended up being just a, a, a delightful morning. So I was just, I, the readings tonight, Amanda, were outstanding. And it made me think of this experience earlier. And again, I just, I wanted to express my gratitude for that because it's, this is something that has uh, changed in me since since finding Plainfield and, and since I've been taught here how to not let myself get bullied by, you know, the thoughts that come to us. And it's like it says in the Bible, I know the thoughts that I think toward you that the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. I love that. And I love how it's demonstrated in um, everything that we're taught here. Thank you all for everything tonight. Appreciate all the testimonies and have a great evening. Thank you. Florence Florence from Georgia. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you, Amanda, for the beautiful readings. And there are so many citations there that are so helpful. Thank you again. I'm so grateful for Christian science and for what it has taught me over the years, particularly how to effectively destroy the works of the devil. I'm not sure that I would have found this anywhere else. Something so essential, part of living. I'm very grateful for the many articles we have. You know, they all help us. And that one example is the one by Eustace, where he talks about the way evil argues. 
I'm so grateful for all that is given to us to learn from. Now I have a short testimony from Germany. This is somebody who is really trying her best to live this science. She says that, thank you so much, St. Sylvia Independent Christian Science Church, for all the many blessings you share, including our roundtable Bible study 24-7 library and the clear and dedicated support from practitioners who teach how to demonstrate. We become so much more involved in the healing process, which is unseen, what seems to appear as false suggestions. I applied for a job to teach drawing and painting for two afternoons in school. When I went to the interview, a woman who had interviewed me for interviewed me four years ago, did not seem happy to see me, so I changed my thoughts. I began to see her as God sees her and to know that God decides and loves all. I began to remove the human sense of right and wrong and love her as God loves her, as God loves all of us. I felt God speaking with me and I became what I am poised and gracious and went outside to have the interview with the two women who were looking for new staff. I shared my work and ideas asking God to speak for me. Yesterday, I received a call that I have been selected to work with them. So I know that this is true demonstration of turning on the light to one mind. I am so grateful for all I'm learning. Thank you so much. And thank you everyone for all the testimonies showing how, what the supreme God we serve. Grateful to be here tonight to listen to the readings and the hymns. Everybody's testimony. Grateful to be here tonight. Thank you. Mary. Mary. Hello everyone. I have a few things to read. Uh, first from Virginia. In close, please find my monthly contribution. A small thanks for the endless instruction, inspiration, uplift, fellowship, and joy that comes from this independent Christian Science Church. Answers are found here. Needs are met here because all are found in our acquaintance with the one Lord God who lovingly cares for his creation. And then this couple things that were on our bulletin board, first from North Carolina that um, Mara had mentioned in her testimony. David's story, both in last week's lesson on mind and the previous week's lesson on soul, gave me a much greater appreciation of David and the qualities that made him so special. In the most recent lesson, I was inspired by David's wisdom, humility, and obedience putting his desire to build God's temple on the altar and then being obedient to God when God told him no. How many people, myself included, just forge ahead with what we think we want and try to use Christian science to help make that happen? But building the temple apparently wasn't what God had for David to do, and so David let it go and moved on. It fit well with another passage I was working with this week from Miscellany by Mrs. Eddy. Quote, We must resign with good grace what we are denied 
and press on with what we are. For we cannot do more than we are, nor understand what is not ripening in us. To do good to all because we love all, and to use in God's service the one talent that we all have, is our only means of adding to that talent, and the best way to silence a deep discontent with our shortcomings. End quote. This has been really helpful to me as a guide for what to do when I feel frustrated or not totally clear why something isn't yielding. I need to press on using that one talent we all have in God's service. I also loved how David taught Solomon and prayed for his son. There wasn't any personal sense in it. He clearly saw Solomon as God's son, and his instruction to Solomon was to turn to God for wisdom while his prayers for Solomon Solomon, were that God bestow in him a perfect heart and a desire to keep walking in the way that God directed. This was very beautiful to me and instructive of how to keep praying for my daughter and all children. My deep thanks to the lesson writers these past weeks. They were so inspired and helpful. And then Canada Thank you for your post. I, too, love the words of David as he prayed for his son, so deeply, lovingly, touching, and with deep humility, knowing his oneness with his heavenly Father. Many thanks to the lesson writers for these holy and truly inspiring lesson sermons. For all that the Plainfield Church offers, I am deeply grateful. With with, With much love to you all. Thank you. And then, finally, this is a testimony from Iowa. Some years ago, I was diagnosed with diabetes. I had to test my blood sugar, and I took medication to manage it. I mentioned this to my practitioner in the Plainfield Church, and it was healed quickly, though I didn't feel any physical change in my body. The doctor had me test my blood sugars for a week, and they were consistently normal. Since then, I've not had to deal with that anymore, and I'm very grateful for the practitioner's work and to God. I'm grateful for Christian science as in this church, as practice in this church, for it couldn't have been healed in any other way. Thank you. Thank you so much for those beautiful readings. Uh, Such an important lesson to learn that we resist the devil as Lenny spoke in her testimony, sometimes it comes as a barrage. You feel like you can hardly think straight. But if you keep working and knowing the truth, even maybe at the moment you might not believe it, but you keep stating those truths, it will break. It will be like a faucet gets turned off and the sun will shine again. So I'm grateful because I learned this in this church. And that these are such important lessons. Yes, if you resist the devil, it does flee from you. So thank you all. Uh, Thank you first for the readings, the beautiful music that we always get each week for everyone's testimonies, and have a good night. Thank you. To close our meeting tonight, Linda, will you please announce the last hymn? Hymn number 290. Press on, press on, ye sons of white, untiring in your holy fight still treading each temptation down and battling for a brighter crown.
hymn number 290. 